Hi everyone and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I am your host Neve Pentney of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you're able to take away some useful practical advice from this podcast to help you reduce your own risk of discomfort at the workplace or help manage the risks among the people that you might be responsible for. So now that we know why we're here, let's get started. Episode 24 of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, where today we're back in the workplace and we're going to talk about the menopause, the symptoms associated with it that can impact the workplace and impact an employee's experience of the workplace, what employees can do to help manage those symptoms, and then what employers can do to help support their employees that may be going through the transition to menopause. I should say that this episode is going to be quite stat heavy compared to other ones. So there is a blog post, of course, associated with this. If any of the stats pique your interest and you want to go and have a look at it a bit further. I should also say that this is episode 24. I know I got the episode number wrong last week. I think I said 22 when it should have been 23, but this is definitely episode 24. So let's dive into it. What is the menopause? So before we start chatting about the symptoms and the ins and outs of it, what actually is the menopause? Well, it is the reproductive age when the ovaries lose their biological function and periods have stopped. It is usually confirmed to be the menopause when the person has not had a period for 12 months. It can commonly start between the age of 45 and 55, but it can start earlier, even in mid-30s, um, signaled by a change in hormone levels, and this would be known as the perimenopause. So you will hear me refer to perimenopause and menopause. Of course, the range and the severity and the types of symptoms that will be experienced by people going through this stage varies massively, varies massively. And therefore, the impact it can have on somebody in the workplace varies massively. The HSE in Ireland, though, have estimated that 80% of people going through the menopause will experience symptoms associated with it. And 45% will report difficulties managing these symptoms. So it is quite large. And why are we so concerned about it? Like in, in terms of it being a workplace issue that affects women and employees between a certain age, why are we so concerned with it? Well, the reason is, essentially, the workplace is aging. So changes in lifestyle, changes in family dynamics, and even here in Ireland, changes that have been proposed for the pension age even, means that people are working for longer. In 2019, the ESRI had a report which was called Aging Workforce in Ireland, Working Conditions, Health and Extending Working Lives. In this, they cited that the percentage of the workforce that were aged over 50 is expected to increase from 26%, which is where it was in 2016, to 32% by 2031. And in 2018, females over 55 comprised 12% of the labour force. So of that 12% of the labour force, you can estimate that quite a high level of them are not only going through the transition to menopause, but are having symptoms and issues associated with it. And this is why it's such a big problem, because if you have somebody, any employee over the age of 50 in the workplace, they have a huge amount of knowledge, 
huge amount of wisdom and a huge amount of work based knowledge that's, that's just learned learned experience on a job and you want to hang on to that if they're going to be in the workplace you want to make sure that your employees are safe and well and healthy to really benefit from that experience Ireland here in Ireland we have a dedicated menopause clinic called the Menopause Hub and I definitely recommend looking up their website just put the Menopause Hub into Google and look them up it's a really really great website really useful information on it they released a survey probably around this time last year October 21 reporting that 77% of females they surveyed experienced moderate to severe menopause symptoms of those people 22% missed three or more days of work because of the symptoms And again, of these, 43% reported that their symptoms were so bad, they were considering giving up work, which is crazy when you think about it. And we're going to go on to the symptoms, obviously, and what you can do. But one thing we're going to see is that the accommodations and the adaptations required to help somebody going through the menopause are really not what I would consider to be of any huge inconvenience to a workplace. So I definitely think we should be aiming to hang on to employees of all ages and experiences and doing what we can to support them. So before I go on to an employee's experience with menopause in the workplace and menopausal symptoms, I'm just going to list the common symptoms that can impact work when it comes to the perimenopause and the menopause. So these are hot flushes, night sweats, difficulty with sleeping, heavy periods, fatigue, headaches, low mood, anxiety and stress, loss of concentration and memory issues, joint stiffness, aches and pains, reduced muscle mass and decreased bone density or osteoporosis. So those are the common symptoms that are associated with the menopause transition and the perimenopause. But what impact or how are they impacting employees in the workplace? Well, in May 2019, the INMO, which here is the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation, released a draft position statement on the menopause at work. Really, really useful document. Great read if anyone's interested in it. Within this, they cited the following research. Okay, and this research from the British Occupational Health Research Foundation basically looked at the employee's experience of working while going through the transition and the issues they faced. So, in summary, what they found was most women were not prepared for the onset of the menopause or the perimenopause. Over half did not disclose their symptoms to the manager and nor were they comfortable to do so. The majority felt that they would benefit from more support in the workplace. Workplaces and workplace practices were not designed with any consideration for menopausal employees. Employees going through the menopausal transition experienced low self-confidence and embarrassment related to heavy periods hot flushes, mood disturbances, fatigue and poor concentration. If employees require time off work because of these issues, only half told their manager why. Some felt that they had to work harder to overcome the difficulties associated with the symptoms. Some considered changing to part-time 
but were worried about the impact on their career. Some considered leaving the workforce altogether. Over half reported that they could not negotiate flexible work hours or work practices to help manage the symptoms. And they also cited temperature in the workplace, a lack of control over the temperature and poor ventilation as being an issue that they experienced in the workplace. And you'll see here that with those issues, it can really boil down to the culture in the workplace that somebody's just not comfortable to discuss either with their manager or with their colleagues or with their HR the issues that they're having and the support that they need. And also then, because I suppose, there's, for want of a better phrase, a lot of people are suffering in silence, then there's a stress and anxiety associated with trying to cope and accommodate and manage quietly and not telling anybody and trying to not let work performance dip and trying to balance it all. Um, and stress and anxiety is already a symptom and you add workplace issues on top of that. And this, of course, can just lead to so much stress. It can lead to musculoskeletal discomfort, as we know, they're tied in together. And it can just lead to people feeling so exasperated that they really, really want to continue in their careers, but they're struggling to do so. And they're struggling to do so because of a natural biological transition that is going to happen to anybody that menstruates. And really, it's, I don't want to say it's common, that's not what I mean, but if you think of the change in, in living and lifestyle and the amount of women in the workplace and how much longer people are going to stay in the workplace, it's not that I want to say it's a common issue, but it certainly won't be uncommon. And to not feel comfortable to be able to discuss this in your workplace and, and gain some level of control over it must be incredibly frustrating. So first thing I'm going to look at, what can the employee do to manage their symptoms in work? So to help reduce the impact of these symptoms in the workplace, I'll summarise it and I'll go through it, but definitely focus on staying mobile, staying hydrated. Try to maintain supported neutral postures, maintain energy levels. Try and maintain a comfortable body temperature where you can. Um, and liaise with your management to make sure that your, your workload is flexible and manageable for you. To manage the symptoms of fatigue, employees should eat regular healthy meals and stay hydrated. And this will help maintain like a constant energy level during the day so you're not getting those big dips. Take a walk at lunchtime. Many benefits of this to give yourself a break from the workplace, to give your muscles, your eyes a break, to boost your circulation, to take in all that healthy, fresh oxygen and get you ready for the afternoon. And keep an open dialogue with your manager to discuss flexible working hours, working from home or a reduction in workload if needed. To manage hot flushes, employees should dress in layers that can be put on or put off as you need based on how you feel. Keep a fan or a water spritzer near, near you. Have a change of clothes on, on site if you need it. Try and make sure your workplace is well ventilated and take a walk at lunchtime. You're going to notice there's a couple of these that crop up more than once. To manage joint stiffness, aches and pains. Firstly, ensure that the workstation is set up correctly for you and for what you do. So, for example, if you work at a computer, this is make sure you see it at the right height. So elbows are level with your table. 
Make sure you have support under your feet. You sit back in your chair. Let the chair support your back. And keep your monitors at the appropriate height for your eye line. This is just to maintain good circulation and reduce strain and aches and pains. Take regular micro breaks, which really I would mean once every 45 minutes and more if you can. Any excuse to be leaving the desk during the day and it only has to be for a minute or two. Practice safe and appropriate manual handling techniques and postures. And importantly, ask for help or avoid it if it is you feel that it's beyond your ability. So don't go lifting things because you think that you should or you think that you have to. If you don't feel it's safe and comfortable, ask for assistance or don't do it. To try and help manage low mood anxiety and stress, keep an open dialogue with your manager as before to discuss flexible working hours, working from home and a reduction in workload or even a change in deadlines. Take a walk at lunchtime and if you're working from home, try and set up a dedicated work area in the home that can be put out of sight when you're not working. And importantly, if you are struggling with symptoms associated with the menopause or the perimenopause, no matter what age you are, Go to your doctor and, you know, get the appropriate checks carried out and discuss treatment options or options to manage with your doctor. This is just very much focused on the workplace. But of course, if you're struggling at all with these symptoms, go to your doctor or your health professional to discuss it and and they can look for treatments and options that would suit you. What can employers do? So if you are a workplace and you have employees that are likely to be experiencing symptoms associated with the perimenopause or the menopause. What can you do? Well, the first thing is to try and develop an open and inclusive work environment that is sensitive to the needs and the abilities of these employees. And to be honest, like this is what we should be fostering in all workplaces. And this is where diversity and inclusion and all these things come in that are, are buzzwords that we hear being thrown around a lot now. The workplace should be appropriate for all of your staff members, regardless of what issues that they are going through or what issues they are having. And this applies to the menopause too. So having a good culture and an inclusive work environment where people feel they can come to you. And even if it's not the management, even if it's HR, come to someone to discuss these issues. Ensure managers have training to understand how the menopause can affect work and the adjustments that may need to be considered to help support employees. Flexible working arrangements should be considered to allow for breaks when they're needed and employees should not be penalised for toilet breaks. I don't really feel that this should be in there at all. No employee should ever be penalised for toilet breaks, menopause or otherwise, but this is a case in some workplaces and it should absolutely be done away with it. Guidance on how to deal with the menopause should be freely available as part of the company occupational health awareness or as part of the employee assistance program. Whatever name you give it within your company, guidance should be easily and freely available to employees. Information on the supports available and how these can be accessed should be made available to staff. Flexible sickness absent policy to cater for the menopause related symptoms should be considered. Now, what I mean by this is, and I Not all workplaces do this, but I definitely know some that do. If you're recording sickness absence related to menopause symptoms, or basically it should be managed as a long-term issue, 
as opposed to lots of individual short-term absences. And you're probably wondering why this is a big deal. A lot of companies have a sickness policy whereby if you miss, I don't know, for example, three separate periods of work because of three separate issues, it will be triggered then for you to go and visit the occupational health physician. Now, of course, if somebody's going through the menopause and they feel they want to go and speak to Oc Health, absolutely do. But issues related to menopausal symptoms should be recorded as a long-term ongoing issue instead of lots of little short-term absences. Make sure you carry out workplace risk assessments and if this is for a menopausal employee, it should consider temperature, ventilation, access to toilet facilities and access to cool drinking water and focusing again on creating an inclusive work environment to help you retain these employees that have all this experience, all this built-in knowledge that you can't teach. They've just picked it up over the years and so valuable to the workplace. As I've said, the Menopause Hub is a great resource for anyone going through the menopause and for employers to jump on and have a look. This is just a little quick guide to what you can do. It is a big issue as working age increases. This is going to become a bigger issue. And as I said, I don't want to call it a common issue, but definitely more common than it would have been in the past. And a nice, inclusive, open workplace can really, really help maintain employee wellness health, well-being, and importantly, retain your employees um, because they're your greatest asset. As always, there is a blog post related to this episode on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll also put all my social media details in the show notes. My emails and social medias are open for anyone to get in touch with any questions or queries or suggestions for upcoming episodes. I'm always open to that. Until next time, everybody stay well. And hopefully I will be talking to you soon.